Hey, what's up everyone? It's Brian. It's Sunday afternoon and I am back on the road. I ended up getting a cold the first night that I was back out, so I've been kind of down and out for the past day and a half. But feeling better now and I'm not 100%, but I'm definitely on my way. And I'm currently camping, truck camping, right next to the wilderness area boundary for the San Greta Cristo wilderness area in southern Colorado. And I've got a nice little stream next to me where I've been doing some cold plunges, so that cryotherapy's been doing the body good. And just really excited to be back on the road. Kind of wish I didn't have that cold to start out with, but that's okay. Uh, like I said, I'm starting to feel better now. So um, here's episode 47. Craig and I hit on a, num a number of different topics, uh, one of which is our suburban plans. And then we also talk about a few other things. And um, it was a really good conversation. So um, apologize for, for having a little bit of a delay posting this up. I meant, I meant to post it up on Thursday but I just wasn't feeling well after I got back on the road. So now that I'm feeling better today, I figured I'd edit it and get it up. So here's episode 47. Thanks. We start jamming. Yeah, I um, I definitely, I definitely have noticed that since I've been here and been plugged in that it's, it's, things just bug me. And um, I don't, I don't know if it's just, I think it's just being exposed to social media and also the news and kind of like the negative influences. Like, like I was saying, like Dr. Phil and stuff like that. My folks like to watch that. And it's, <laughs> it's just annoying. Like, I'm like, that dude's a, number one, he's kind of a dumbass. But, you know, on top of it too, it's like all those situations are negative. <laughs> And you know you can't you can't watch it all the time. I'm like, come on, let's put on like the Cartoon Network or something lighthearted. I'll put on the Comedy Network, you know, and and then uh, try to lighten things up a little bit. But it's like that stuff's heavy. And then just with all the other stuff that's going on, and you know, it's like being exposed to politics, which I don't I don't ever keep a pulse on that. But it's kind of if it's on the television and I'm walking by, you know, you just get you get those um, those shots of that, like you know, here and there. And it's just it's just, I don't know, it's just negative. Like I, I that's what I love being about on the being on the road is like you're not exposed to it. The people you come into that come into contact with are generally in a great mood because they're traveling too and you're out in nature and it's like, you just don't have time for that, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, um, I was actually just on the phone with a buddy and I, I was talking about, I, I need a healthy challenge. And, you know, we talked about it before where when, when we're in, um, when, when, when we're in a routine quote unquote luxury living situation, it's just easy to start focusing and, and letting your focus go to, you know, stuff that, that bothers you and, and mm -hmm. you just, you know, start that downward spiral. So I, um, you know, when I, when I hear you talking about being in your situation and you'll, of course, you've got, you know, long standing patterns with your parents and so mm -hmm. you just have that baseline challenge that you're dealing with. And then you got Dr. Phil, you know, yeah. talking, <laughs> talking about, you know, all this, all this crappy crap. And, and then you, you have the social media, you just have time, right. Yeah. To let your focus wander. 
Yep. And and, and it's like you almost I, I've found that I'll get online and I'll I'll look at what people are saying, whereas and I want to respond. Whereas like, if I'm out in nature, I just I just I just roll past it. Like I I just scroll. I'm like, eh, no big deal. But like I'm almost looking to pick a fight. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. No. And that's that's where. I'm, I'm aware right now. And I was just talking about this with my buddy. Like I, I do need a healthy challenge. And, you know, we, in the, in, in the last uh, few episodes um, and in the specific one that, that talked about my winter challenge, like that was really good for me to have that daily challenge to push up against and, and keep me quote unquote sane. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, right now life's kind of easy. You know, it's, I get to drive in and out of this place and there's really no, there's no specific challenge that I've got on my plate. And I, I, I want one, I need one, you know, and when, when we were going back and forth as to what we might want to talk about in these episodes, one of those things that I was talking about was, you know, what's, you know, I, I, I want to, I, I, I kind of want to get a little bit more social this summer. I want some, some good goals for the summer. Um, but then I also, you know, I'm, I'm also interested in kind of taking, um, a broader view of where, where am I going in the longer term in, in living this way and, and, and where do I want to push myself to? So I, generally speaking, I'm definitely in need, um, and in search of some healthy goals, some healthy challenges to go out, um, go after. And, um, I do think, there, there is that. I kind of feel like I need to get on the road at, at this point. Um, I, I need to spend some some days out in nature and away from the luxuries of of living to allow that inspiration to seep in and and give yeah. myself some um, you know some positive outlets. Yeah, I I'm right there with you, man. I am really excited. I was actually I woke up early this morning and I started packing up my truck because I thought that the I thought, well, if I get that BioLite delivery today, then I can hit the road tomorrow. But like I said, it's not going to come until tomorrow afternoon, which is fine. So it gives me a little bit extra time to really pack things the way I want. But it just gets so exciting to get on the road. It's like when I when I come back to either Kansas or if I stay in one spot for a long period of time, I just get so antsy. And, you know, I started thinking back when I was in the corporate world, I moved about every two years. It's like a new town because I just enjoy new things. And I think that's why this lifestyle is, is so much fun. It's because when I go to these new areas, you're, you're, everything's brand new and it's exciting. And you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. And you meet new people and you don't have any preconceived notions of the area necessarily, unless you've done a bunch of research on it before you get there. But, you know, you go into these new areas and it just, I don't, I don't want to say like the, like the, that like it's, everything's on the surface because it's not like that. It's not, it's not that it's just, um, light, if that makes any sense, uh, I mean, all new, all the new areas that I go to, I guess, I guess it's just a more of engaging way of living to where it keeps me excited and it keeps me on my toes because everything's new and fresh. Yeah, and and I, I, I just like had this thought in my my mind, you know, what what do what do people that that live a, a family more traditional life? How do they? how do they manage that? And maybe, maybe the kids helps them with that. You know, maybe the, I don't know what it is like, but I, I am asking myself the question, you know, is it, um, is it, is it a healthy thing for me to constantly need that new bright, shiny thing 
in order to be content and, and feeling healthy. And I don't, it's not that I'm questioning whether or not I'm healthy. I mean, everybody's different, right? But it's like, I, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks. And I, I really do need to be cognizant and nurturing of that basic fact about me. Like I do need new bright, shiny things. Um, I certainly don't want to engage in any self-destructive behavior and act out in, in weird ways like social media, you know, start picking fights with people and whatnot to keep, yeah. you know, to keep busy and what have you. But anyway, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in search of that, that new bright, shiny thing. And that, you know, even, you know, last night, I, I think you saw that I, I posted that that thing in uh, nomad ramblers, the, uh, the group that we created, you know, what are people, what festivals, what gatherings, what are, what are people doing this summer, you know, to, to kind of spark a little creative thinking on my part as to, um, how to get out there, how to be social, how to engage in some new stuff and some new challenges. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting because I, I try to find that, that good balance as well. Like I would love to be able to just, be in the backcountry full time and not around people. And not, not that I don't, not that I don't enjoy people's company. There's, I definitely have good friends that I enjoy hanging out with, but I just have so much fun when I'm back there. It's like this sense of peace and calm and it's just, there's no drama and there's no outside influences. And I think, that, I think that's what draws a lot of humans to, to, to go on and venturing and a lot of solo venturing. A lot of people now just do it by themselves. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, everybody would go in groups and I think that technology lends itself to a little bit more of security. Yeah. So, you know, you're able to make, make a call if you get into trouble or if you have a GPS with you, you, can, you know, if, if it has texting capabilities, you can go through the satellites and communicate. So maybe that's the reason for it. But I think also, too, just as humans, like we need a break from that stuff. You know, you need a break from the, the social grind. And every, it seems that now everybody has an opinion about what everybody else should do. And, of course, you see it on – I think that that tone is set, honestly, from the two – dysfunctional political parties we have, we have in this country. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, they're, they're not interested in getting along and that trickles down. And it's like, people look at that and think, well, that's accepted behavior and it's not. And so I, I would hope that that changes in the future. I don't know how that, how that would change for the country, but it would be great to get back to the point to where people looked at each other and didn't know every single thing about their life. And I think that maybe getting off social media is one of those things that would lead to that, which is a far cry that I think people are so addicted to it. It won't happen, but but it's just, um, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword. There's like really great things about being plugged in, but then there's, there's also things that aren't that great. And, we're, and as humans, as a species, like we're still relatively new to being the Internet. I mean, it's only been around, really around for the last 15 years, you know, to where people are really starting to use it. And so that, that took our immediate surroundings to where maybe you'd come into contact with 10 or 15 or 20 people a day, depending on your environment. And now you're exposed to... You could be exposed to thousands of people a day. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a huge shift. And I think that we're still trying to figure out how to have a proper balance with it because some people go way overboard, and then some people just completely don't want to engage at all. Right. Yeah. So I think it's it's different for everybody. 
Yeah. So tell me, I, I, let's start talking about your, your summer plans. Cause I think you've got a little bit more of a focus than I do. And I'm, um, I might get a little inspiration from that. So I know, um, you, you've got the outdoor retailer convention, uh-huh. um, that that's on your docket. And I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm planning on joining you for that. And then you've also the project that you're, that that's, I, I'm so psyched that it's, it's actually going to be coming out your your movie your documentary mm-hmm. movie with adam so you're you and he are, are working on closing that out and then yep. you're also um it sounds like you're heading up to um idaho yeah um for for some time so like give give me a little bit more insight on on what's going on with those different um those different things you got okay cool well, well we regarding the movie uh well actually I'll, I'll back up i'll go to the outdoor retailer show so with that you know with colorado backcountry adventures reforming that as a nonprofit, i'll probably end up changing the name to be something not so colorado specific because i, I as you and i have talked offline the focus of that is going to be to help out the bureau of land management and specifically the national monuments that are in their care and under their um you know, it's in it's in their portfolio, I guess, if you if you want to call it that. And the Bureau of Land Management, they just don't have any money. And so, I think that it would be great to do two things: one, try to help raise funds and maybe fill the gaps in any of the projects that they need to complete. And then number two, also have the money to pay for individuals like you and myself to go out there and work alongside them or help them out with whatever they need and do stewardship projects and education outreach and all those things. And just try to make an impact there because I feel like the Bureau of Land Management is just the redheaded stepchild when it comes to the Department of the Interior. Everybody focuses on the national parks or the forest service. And I was interested to learn that like Bureau, the Bureau of Land Management is what manages bear's ears. Same with out in Canyon, Canyon of the Ancients out in you know southwest Colorado. And then some of the other national monuments, that should, they, they just put that under the Bureau of Land Management instead of the national park system. And so you know, when, I, when I learned that, I thought, oh, man, these – I mean Bureau of Land Management from the get-go has, has always had, had really low um, funding. But now it's like – you know, you put a national monument in there and and put that under their their um, uh, their care. I mean, they're 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 behind the they're behind the eight ball with it. So that's going to help out. And then um, as far as the the movie goes, that's really been been fun to work on as of late because things are really starting to come together with the movie. So we've got probably about two months worth of work left in that. We've got to fill a few gaps. We've got to. Uh, make some transition scenes from one scene to the next when we're talking about the storyline. And then the the auto the color correction will have to be done, the sound correction will have to be done, all those balancing. And, and Adam has all the people uh, lined up for that. And then, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's just great to see it come together. We originally thought that we were going to do like a 30-minute uh, film, and now we're looking at probably more of a full length, at least uh. an hour, at, at least an hour, because the story is... The story is we can't cram it into 30 minutes. You know, it's going to be like an hour long, if not if not full length. And uh, like you like I mentioned to you the other day, I'd love to have you in in the film as well at the end because we could talk about the podcast and then working together on, you know, some future endeavors and stuff like that. And then leave the story as uh, the story is going to stop at, you know, this is what I'm up to now. And kind of leave it open-ended so that if I want to do another one in the future, Adam's already been talking about that. Like, we might want to do a follow-up documentary two or three years down the road. And I had put it out there that I want to be on the road to South America by 2023. 
So that's you know four years from now. So that that could possibly be the next film project, which would be, which would be great. But I, I'm really excited for this to come out for a number of reasons. Number one, it does document my transition from when I first hit the road. We started filming 11 months after I hit the road, and so it was. I think it was June. It was either May or June of 2016. And then we're just wrapping up now. So we've got three years worth of footage and a lot of stuff has changed. You know, like I've changed so much during that time. And so it's cool to see that progression as far as I went from still having my business when I was on the road to now I don't have that business anymore. You know, that was in Denver. I'm fully committed to being outdoors. I'm still trying to figure out that whole endeavor and and how that looks going forward. But I think that that's definitely coming into focus with doing the nonprofit. And then I'm, I'm just excited to see what comes from the film. Cause I think that I could use it as a great marketing tool, oh, and, yeah. you know, and say, Hey, here, here's what I've been doing. And, and we've got, we've got footage of me like picking up trash in the dark. We've got pit footage of me picking up trash in the snow and like doing trail work and all these different things. And then over the years, I've been able to work with BioLite. You know, I love them. Uh, they're excellent company. And then now working with Merrill, and uh, I've had a few other companies as of late contact me. So that's really cool. It's exciting to see that traction because I, I, w- I wanted that initially, but it's like you have to live this lifestyle for a long time and do it consistently in order to get those folks' attention. And I, and I wanted to do it by example. Like I didn't want to just call them up after a week on the road and be like, hey, I'm doing this. And they're like, yeah, great. There's probably a lot of other people doing that too. But, but if I stayed on the road as long as I could and I'll be coming up on four years in July, I figured – that's gonna get. That's gonna make me stand out because it'll show that I'm committed long term and I'm not just doing it for more, you know, two or three months. But those folks that do it for two or three months, that's great. I mean, there's no knocking that. But I figured that I wanted to show, I wanted to show years worth of the same pattern. And so being able to use that that film to possibly bring in funding for the nonprofit, and then also we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to charge for the film. Like we're going to have a streaming service and all those things online. I would imagine. We'll figure out how that works. Uh, we've got three components of the f- uh, three different individuals that have contributed a lot to the film. Obviously, Adam, you know, the producer yeah. and, and a filmmaker, and, and and he taught me how to fly fish. And so, uh, you know, I kind of owe him uh, my life on a number of fronts because I love to fly fish. And now he's doing a film about me. So I'm like, dude, thanks. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then obviously me because you know I'm in the film. And then Jason Lytle, who's the He's the musician, and he, for those who are unfamiliar with him, he's been in the music industry for a long time. Back in the '90s, uh, he had a he had a band, and it's still still together today. Uh, Granddaddy is the band, and it's interesting. I go back and look at that stuff when he was young, and he's hanging out with like David Bowie and all these guys, and it's and wow. he's like and he's like mind blown. He's like, why why is Bowie at our show? Like, <laughs> you know what's going on here? But it's it's really unique music, and he has a huge focus on the outdoors. Like one of his Oh, you know, he's got a CD and I'll have to look it up and I'll send you the, the details on it. But like some of the songs talk about how he goes out in the national forest and there's broken appliances scattered about that people just trash the, the land with. And so he had a scenario, I think it was, I want to say it was like 10 to 12 years ago, something like that. And he, he almost, he just took a break from the music industry and went and lived in a cabin in Montana and was just like, man, I need to, I need to hike every day and I need to just be out here. And so it was great. He's been he's he's in the film as well. So we so we have that music component, and then obviously the film component, and then we're going to figure out how to you know wrap that all together and and get it out to the masses. And then one of the things that Adam was talking about was possibly working with the Boulder Theater and seeing if there was some sort of way we could do a premiere there for the film. 
Nice. That'd be awesome. You know, I, I, um, I went to the Boulder Theater. I can't remember the dude's name, but he, he's out. He's out of Boulder, um, and he regularly um, goes and explores and documents um, the ice withdrawal. Um, and I can't remember the dude's name, but anyway, he he did a premiere at the Boulder Theater, and it was really cool because you watch the movie. And then afterwards, you had him come out and field questions. And yeah. I could totally see that working really, really well, um, you know, whether you, Eric, and Adam could show up or, you know, any, any combination thereof. Mm-hmm. That that was a really, um, like, it was a bonding, even though I can't remember the dude's name. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, called, like, Chasing Ice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I really strongly connected with, um, the movie and the individual, um, yeah. after her, um, after experiencing that. So that, I, I, that, I had that a sounds sim- good. Yeah. I, I had a similar thing. I was out in Ridgeway and there was a gal that was coming through who was from Moab and she was a big climber. And I happened to just be at the Colorado boy, um, brewery, which has that awesome pizza out there in Ridgeway. Okay. It's like the, mm-hmm. the best pizza in Colorado. And so people were there. They're like, hey, are you, are you going next door? Like, you know, it's a small place and everybody just kind of talks because you're sitting real close. I'm like, well, what's next door? And they're like, oh, this, this gal's got this, as a professional climber and she's talking about how the different summits that she's going to are actually decreasing. They're, they're going down by 10 or 20 feet because the ice at the top of them is melting. Mm-hmm. And so every time you go up, she would go hit these peaks and she, she's done them for years. I mean, she's, I think she's been climbing for like 30 years or something like that. I mean, just super solid gal and she was like yeah she's like this one mountain i climbed it like 10 years ago and i went and climbed it again and i got to the top and it was 20 feet lower in elevation because the ice was melting she's like this is a real this is really happening like this isn't just fluff you know and so it was cool to see that because she had the film it was probably i'd say it was about 50 minutes and it was it was great i mean it, it was really well done and then afterwards like sounds like the same kind of forum or, or, or a program. She, she got out there and fielded questions and it ended up being like a two hour discussion and it was really good. And so I'd love to do something like that. And Adam's even floated the idea and, and I don't know if he's, if he's talked to Jason about this, but you know, if Jason, if he's available to come to the premiere and if he wants to, wants to play some songs, then I mean, the Boulder theater is awesome venue for that. So you could, we could even have that component. So we could have some music and then the film and then afterwards kind of have a Q and a, which I think would be great. And I, I, I think about that and I think like, man, I would be so nervous to sit, to sit out there for, for all those people. I'd have to take some CBD beforehand or something, you know, and to, just to make sure my anxiety doesn't go out of, out of sorts. Because, like, I, I don't go around people that much anymore. Yeah. And so I think that being out there – and obviously if we start talking about what I do, I, I do it so much I, I'd feel comfortable after a while. But I think that initial shock of being out there being like, wow, all eyes on me. I'm, I'm, not, used to, I'm not used to this. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah well and then and so what's the idaho thing about well i just wanted to experience some new areas you know the lake city project didn't come online um, my uncles are super busy this year with their with their commercial construction business here in kansas and my family just just doesn't doesn't have the time to dedicate towards you know figuring out the floor plans they want to put out there on the land and and getting that going so we'll probably revisit that next year so i kind of opened up my summer and i thought well Colorado is awesome and I love it, but it's so overrun with people and the tourism numbers from last year, 85 million, 85.6 million people, I think came to Colorado for the calendar year. And it's just, 
I feel like that is, I feel like it's being loved to death, you know, mm. and it's, I get frustrated. You, you know how I am when I go out on those trails, I see trash. I can't ignore it. I have to pick it up. And it's like, I don't want to spend my entire days every single day, seven days a week going through areas that people are just disrespecting. I, and it's not that I want to give up on the public lands. That's not the case, but I, I just want to experience some new areas. And this winter I was able in January to take off and, uh, you know, I came back here to Kansas to do the holidays with my folks and my family here. Took off in January, went down to Sedona, had an absolute ball, hung out there, then went down to Mojave National Preserve, did a bunch of hiking around there, I was solo, just had a, had an excellent time. Went over to uh, Southern California, hit up Anza Borrego, did, caught the super bloom, came back through uh, Sedona, and then went up to Bears Ears National Monument, volunteered there for six weeks, got to know that area, super awesome. And it was just great to bounce around. I was just in the best mood. And I thought, you know, what I need to do is get out of the areas that I know and just go experience some new places and, and kind of, I mean, that's why, that's why we live this way. You know, I don't want to go to the same area time and time and time again, because then it's like, okay, it'd be like, why don't I just get a house here if I'm, in the, if I'm going to be in this area? Um, but I don't want to do that. I want to fully um, experience, there's so much to see here in America and we have so much different terrain, especially in the West. And so it's like, I just want to do that all summer. And I thought Idaho would be great because I, I know of some, I've got some friends that are up near um, Stanley, um, some other friends that are over near Deer Valley. And then there's a gal over in Boise that one of my friends connected me with. And she's big into hunting and fishing. And she's like, hey, if you're in the area, let's connect. And so I just wanted, I'd love to go out and, and just experience in some some new places and some and some new people, you know. And Idaho is like it's a everybody speaks very highly of it. And then I also want to check out Oregon and Washington. So mm. the plan will be to work on the film uh, when I come back through. Like like I was saying, I'll probably leave on Saturday, or maybe even Friday evening. I don't know. It depends on when that when that panel shows up. I'll be ready to go on Friday, but if if need, I'll leave on Saturday. Roll through Boulder, work on a, the film for like you know two days with Adam. And do some audio work and, do, and some different interviews that we like. I was saying to, to patch some scenes and and make the transition between one scene to the next and fill any gaps. And then I'm heading to Gunnison and hang there until the outdoor retailer show. Then once the outdoor retailer show, show happens, uh, start to plan to head out and go up through Wyoming and then make my way through Idaho and spend a couple months up there and then we'll see where I'm going after that. That sounds like a pretty epic summer to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, but I, I do have to stay somewhat in the area to where I can be. If I need to go back to Boulder to meet with Adam, you know, then then I can do that. But I think that we could probably knock everything out between now and the outdoor retailer show. And then what's great is there are some some brands, uh, some outdoor companies, and I, I can't uh, let the cat out of the bag yet. But I've been talking to some of these outdoor brands that I've collaborated with over the past three years, three or four years. And a couple of them com- have committed to being in the film just to talk about what, what it's like to work with me and, and uh, you know, why, why is it that their brand would be interested in having me, you know, re- represent them through some capacity. So it'll be really cool to have that as well because it's like a third-party validation to say there's only so much you can say about yourself before you sound kind of arrogant. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And so that's why, like, having you in the film and then having a bunch of other friends throughout the years in the film and all that stuff – we get to hear it from a third party so it doesn't sound like it's ego driven. And then, yeah. and then it also too, you kind of get the straight skinny. I don't think I've seen some of the interviews and people are just honest, you know, 
Yeah. And so uh, that's and that's what I want. I don't I don't want like it's the same thing with this podcast. Like we all we always just want to be real. And it's the same thing with the film. It's like I think if you put out BS, people can just they can sniff that out. Yeah, and I, I and I, it's um I'm really intrigued by you know this this concept of a story you know that you're you're creating with with the movie and i i also really appreciate and and value what you just talked about in that you 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 have you know 3 to 4 years of material that has been collected and that there's there's a deep story that's connected with it and the the reason why i I really connect with that that idea and that concept and that strategy is because um, with with my own past, I've recognized that for a long time I was stuck in one particular story. Like I had a story of my life, right, that I kept on telling myself, uh-huh. and it took me a long time to realize that. I can create a new story for myself. Like I don't have to be telling myself this same story about myself and that, you know, that I, that I need to get a good job, a good stable job. And I, I need to collect the admiration of my friends and I need to, um, you know, incorporate, um, you know, some kind of family paradigm into my story there. I was stuck in, trying to create that one story for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I've now realized that I, I can come up with any story I want about myself and, and recraft it. And so I am really intrigued and interested in, in learning about what, what story is going to come out of your own journey. Cause I know, you know, I, I, you and I have been getting to know each other since around the time that both of us hit the road and and I remember when you had your sign company, you know, I remember when you were doing core and I remember all these different areas that you were trying to invest yourself into. And there were certainly successes out of that, but you've also grown from that and you've been going into different areas. So it, it's going to be really, really fascinating for me to see how you put this story together and then also to hear how you project out, you know, even like the conversation that we're having right now, you're talking about all these different new ideas, whether it's going down to South America or spending more time up in Idaho and, um, you know, getting this nonprofit and, and these education, um, funding opportunities, um, you know, all all of these are new storylines that, that get to come out. So just, I guess I'm, I'm just really enamored by, that I, the, the power that we have to create our own stories where mm-hmm. we're not locked in to what our past stories have been. And, and certainly you and I gravitate towards, you know, we, we always refer to this lifestyle, this lifestyle, like what is this lifestyle? Like I, that's, yeah, that's, that's still a story, you know, that's still a story yet to be unfolded. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, I, I'm I I definitely am really really curious and and interested to see how it comes out for you and you know touching base with the um, just the concept of the of the nonprofit and the outdoor retailer you know I 
you and I have talked offline as to the different projects that we could get funding for um, to uh, to expand influence and, and tell different stories about what's happening in the BLM and getting more educational information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think that I'm really excited about being involved with that effort and and getting some different um, nonprofit funding streams going. And that's, you know, that's something that I've done in the past with other organizations. And I think that you and I can do some really, really cool stuff um, on that front. And um, so anyway, that's, this is all cool shit. Yeah, it was kind of cool when I was talking to the uh, the state of Colorado when I was getting all the paperwork done and and just asking them, you know, for their guidance on on what to do. And I I told the guy the idea. I was like, yeah, we want to help out the Bureau of Land Management with the with the um, with the different national monuments and just kind of help them out. And he's like, that is awesome. Like he, like he was just he was stoked. And nice. I was like, I was like, cool, man. That's I mean, that's what we want. We want to like I want to be involved in something that spreads goodwill. And I think that I've been I've been reflecting a lot as of late as uh, like my previous corporate career when I was like when I had my sign company it was fucking plastic that I had like the signs were made out of plastic what's polluting the oceans plastic like yeah I don't want to be that person like I don't care how much money you can make in my mind it's ethically I can't be a sellout like that and and I was for a while and I don't ever want to go back to that spot and I've had a lot of people in my life question my decision, and rightfully so, to go live on the road. A lot of them think, like, is everything okay? I think that's a natural reaction initially is, like, is everything cool? Do you got a handle on this? And once you say, yeah, then, then you know, you hope that those individuals trust you. But if I hadn't have made that leap to say, you know what, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to see what comes of it, I wouldn't be doing a film. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be uh, involved in conservation work. I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff stuff if I wouldn't have had the courage to make that change. Now, none of that stuff was on my radar when I made the change, but I sure am glad that, that all this stuff has come to light and like opportunity to work with you on stuff and everything else. It's just been all these great things have happened from following my heart and living an unconventional lifestyle that, that fits, that fits my personality. And so that gives me confidence to tell others like, Hey, pursue your dreams. Like don't, don't work in that dead end job. Don't listen to the advice from corporate America that you have to just endure life. Like life can be enjoyable and you can still save money. You, you don't have to work in these work in these environments that are bad for your soul just to just to think that you could potentially um, have a shot at retirement. You know, you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know why as humans we sell ourselves that lie. And my experiences of being on the road and the things that have come from it is proof to myself and makes me believe that if others were able to follow their heart and do truly what they want to do, that there will be things that unfold for them that they never anticipated. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm, I'm connecting to that. I'm connecting what you just said to that story. Like it's, it's an unwritten story, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. not, we're not resigned. We don't have to be resigned to a story that we don't like or yeah. that isn't working. We get to rewrite a new story and that, that even we can connect that to this lifestyle, you know? So what, what is this lifestyle? The, the, the thing that just popped up in my mind is like this lifestyle is pursuing an unwritten story, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, a, in a lot of ways. And 
What, um, so do you have any form? Like, do, do you have any, um, bigger goals that's connected to this South America trip that you've talked about at, at a few different, like, yeah, is it, is it just kind of a, like, I'm going to go down there and see what happens or what's, I actually wanted to do it to where I volunteer at different conservation areas throughout Central and South America on my way down. And you're seeing now in Central and also South America that there are more and more of these nature preserves coming up. And I would love to go and just see what they do. And it'd be a different ecosystems. A lot of it's tropical, you know, especially in the central part. You look at Nicaragua and Costa Rica and heck, those places, the biodiversity is off the charts. And obviously there's some areas I want to stay away from, you know, like Guatemala is not that safe. Same with El Salvador. So I'd probably just take a ferry around that. And then, but my goal is, is to try and string together some conservation work on the way down and on the way back. And that way I'm, I won't be staying in one area for a long period of time, but I, I may stop off for like a week here, a week there and just kind of get plugged in just kind of plugged in and then and then step back out of it and then go plug into another area and step back out and just get to know those places on the way down. And I think that it'd be fun too to go down to, to Patagonia and Chile and Argentina and see if I could volunteer there with Mr. Yvonne from, from Patagonia, see, see what that dude's all about because they're still real heavily involved. And unfortunately, Doug Thompson passed away in that, that kayaking accident on Lake Nicaragua it was last year, but which is unfortunate. He was the founder of North Face, and those two were the ones that put together that that national park down there for Patagonia. Um, but it'd be cool to check that out. I mean, Ryan Shears was down there when he was doing his truck camping, and the, and the photos from that area. Good God! I mean, yeah. I'm just like, are you serious? Like the mountains that we have here are beautiful, but the ones down there are on a different level. And it'd be it'd just be neat to experience that. And then plus two, I mean, I have always always had a thing for Central and South American women. I don't know what it is. I fall in love about 40 times. I fall in love about 40 times a day. Every time I go down there, I'd be like, dude, I, I mean, I just can't help it. And I don't know what it is. They look at me and I look at them and I'm like, I'm in love. And so it's <laughs> probably a chance that I may, uh, may find a, may find a lucky lady down there. So who knows? I, I think it'd be fun, but, but there's definitely a bigger plan than just, Hey, I want to, I want to road trip and have a good time. I, I want to, I want to do stuff locally on my way down. And I think it'd be a cool story to tell. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I'm not, um, I've got, there, there, there is some intrigue that I've got toward, um, South America. I think I'd be more interested in like riding a bicycle down there. Oh, that'd be um, cool. And, like, you know, cataloging that or even like just walking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so when I, when I start thinking about what, what the longer term outlook might look like, I, I am interested in, in, in doing some more like foot travel, um, and even going over to, to Asia, um, and checking out that part of the world. And and I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, India is really intriguing to me. So I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, um, I, 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 I'm not sure how, how I get from, you know, where I am right now to, a position to, to, to be able to go pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's the, the storyline that I've got to, I've got to uncover, yeah. um, and, and, and figure out. Yeah. And I think on my end, I need to, I need to be more consistent with the, what's continually putting on content because the spring when I was putting out content, it was great because all the channels started to do well and commissions coming in from YouTube were 
were really on the rise. And then I haven't done much as of late ever since Sierra got attacked. I was kind of in a funk about that, and I was I was I was negative because I was pissed. Sure. And, and I was like, I don't I don't want to do anything because because unfortunately the one the one the one major drawback of putting yourself out there and creating a story is that you're always going to get people that are that wake up on the wrong side of the bed and they just want to pick a fight with someone. And so they get on your channel and, you know, I had people, I hope your dog dies from the, from the wounds. And I mean, I mean shit like that, you know, you're just like, dude, really? I mean, come on. Like, is your life that miserable to where you hope that this sweet dog that is the happiest, one of the happiest beings on this entire planet dies? Like what the fuck's wrong with you? You know? And, and so when that happens, you know, I, after I put the the one out there and people were like, you know, if you ever, like, my dogs run off leash and they're aggressive, but if you ever took them down, I'd kill you. And I'm like, well, well, then don't come around. Like, I'm not, I don't need to hang out with you. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, I don't understand, I guess, is what. So, so what, what I decided was, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a break from all this stuff. And then once I get back to Colorado, I'll start posting stuff up again. So that, that's the only drawback I would say to putting yourself out there is you get, you get people that are just, just bent. You know, they, yeah. they're just looking, they're just looking to start shit. And those people, unfortunately, are just, you know, it's, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people, especially, you know, especially in the past couple months that maybe they're not happy with their life and they're waiting for somebody else to change it. Well, you know, if that person would change, then I'd be happier. Well, they're not going to change. You need to change. And yeah. and it's like, once people realize that they have the power to really affect their lives, either it's positive, positively or negatively, I think that that if, if they don't make a change, then they're just comfortable, or maybe they're they're comfortable being in a rut, or they just enjoy complaining. But I just don't have time for those people. Yeah, and, it, it's um, that that's horrible that they're making that comments. And it's, I mean, it, it's easy to say, oh, just ignore it, you know, and, and yeah. keep on going. But I I know it's not that easy, especially when it's uh, and and it's it's unfortunate, right? Because you there are a lot of people out there that connect with your story and in, in, in a positive way or an encouraging and you make new friends and what have you. So it's not, it's, it kind of defeats the purpose of putting yourself out there. If you're going to ignore all comments, yeah. because then you miss the opportunity to, you know, meet new people and what have you. But at the same time to expose yourself to those kinds of comments are just, I mean, that's, that's freaking horrible. That's yeah. absolutely horrible. And, you know, you, you hear about people that, you know, get famous and whatnot, that they, they just have to pull back, yep. um, you know, whether it's Joe Rogan, Sam Harris or whatever. And um, I don't know, I guess it's, yeah. it really probably comes down to making sure just like I'm hearing you are making sure that you're in a healthy headspace to be able to easily, ignore comments like that, you know, mm-hmm. rather than getting sucked into the fight that they're trying to pick you with you. Yeah. I, I even had one guy email me. He's like, Hey man, I've been commenting on your YouTube channel and you haven't responded. I'm like, yeah, you don't pay attention to the comments. Like, mm, yeah, like, like it, it bothered you that much that a person that you don't know didn't respond to your comment on social media. I mean, like if that, if that gets you bent, like you really need to get a life and, and focus on some things that are different. If you're that bored in life and that disgruntled, I mean, it's like who, who does that? I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's almost like people feel entitled to a response when they put something out there or, or they're just looking for a response. And when they don't get it, it just makes them that much more mad. And 
I don't pay attention to that. I don't, I, every once in a while I'll get on the comments and hey, thanks, you know, oh yeah, and I'll do the positive ones and the negative ones I'll delete. But for the most part, I just don't, I don't pay attention to that because it's too negative and it's too much. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know, I'm thinking about, like, what, do, what are you going to do? I think this is, this is where it's like, I wish I were more like Brian. Um, <laughs> no, 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 like I'm, I, like this, like I, my sense is that you're, you, you have an easier time, you know, even though you and I connect on the idea that, you know, we, we can't necessarily spend time with a lot of people and, and, you know, we, we, we gravitate towards introversion, you know, and, and what have you. My, my sense is that you do have an easier time meeting people and getting social. And, um, that is, that's one of my goals for the summer is, is to figure out how to get myself out there. And, you know, I, I, I am interested in, in, in finding, you know, um, you know, finding different women out there that, that, uh, would, uh, would be great to get to know, but m- more general than that, I, I am interested in expanding my social networks a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I think it's just a difference in personality. Like you are a sales guy, you mm-hmm. know, you are a marketing guy. Like you're, you're there, there, there's something in you that is oriented towards promotion. And I, and I, and I, and I, I, yeah, and I love it. I really, I think it's, I find it interesting. Like I'll do these different, do these different things online. And it's just simply a case study. Like when I was at a bear's ears and I, and I wanted to see if I could raise money just for myself for doing this, that it was just, it was just an experiment. I want to see if this works. And so it's, I I think it's really interesting to see what people react to. And if somebody, I found that if somebody's emotionally invested in something, they have a tendency to react that their, their likelihood of reacting is much higher. And so I think that's where going into the public land arena and just doing conservation work, like most everyone can get on board with that, you know, whether they're going to support it financially or support it by spreading the word or whatever it may be, or, or just support it and say, Hey, I think you're doing a great job. Like all that's positive stuff. And so that's what, that's what I enjoy doing. But, but, you know, um, one thing that I, one, one thing that when I got going, I used to be real introverted and, one thing that got me out of my shell was I would use comedy to break the ice with people. And so I would, I'd just make like a joke and nine times out of 10, I'd just end up meeting people, you know, Oh, Hey, and I'd be in the area and everybody's talking or whatever. It's a group. And I'd make a joke about myself or say something funny and, or, or try, or try to say something funny. And nine times out of 10, it worked as far as meeting new people. So that, that was my icebreaker. And then now with having Sierra, that's a great way to meet people at dog parks and things like that. So I found different ways to still be able to unplug and get out of the social arena, but be able to come back in real quickly, make it effective and then leave and then go back to to nature. So it's, it's been fun to figure out how to do that, you know? Yeah. And I, um, you know, I, am not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a sociopath or I, I'm not, I'm really not that awkward. You know, it's, it, Mm -hmm. I don't have a hard time engaging with people and, and, I, I guess it's like the the opening is what I hesitate on, and and I like your idea of uh, you know creating experiments, you know that that you know just just trying out different ideas because um, that might be an interesting game for myself to play to put myself out there a little bit more and and meet people and and what have you because I don't. 
I, I don't know what it is. Like if I'm in a working situation, mm-hmm. if I'm in a uh, an already present social situation, like I, I've got no issue like talking to people and and, and yucking it up and, and what have you. But there's the initiation is you know, the cold call, you know, to put it in yep. sales term, that's yep. where I, I'm not well practiced at that. I think is really probably the yeah. best way at, at putting it. Dude, I tell you, man, when I, when I got my, you know, I got out of college and first job was a sales job and I had to start cold calling the first day. It was like, it was like a punch in the gut. It was hard and I couldn't, I, I almost didn't do it, but I got past it. But you know, when I was a kid, I used to stutter. I had a real bad stuttering problem. Mm. And so it's been, it's been, and that's why I was introverted because I, I was, I was embarrassed when I talk. And so once I got past that and then started to realize that I could use comedy to meet people, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed meeting new people. And, um, I, growing up in the area that I grew up in, there was just a real good group of, of, of individuals my age. And so I was, I was fortunate in that regard too, but it's like everything kind of fell into place to let me grow in that social capacity and try to try to meet new folks. And so it's, it's been it's been great in the outdoor world too because I feel like I I have confidence calling on these companies saying hey here's what I'm doing I'd love to talk with you let me know if you're available and nine times out of ten I'm able to get a reaction so um, it's it's great because it gives me confidence in thinking that I can possibly open a door it might sure. not it might not always happen but at least I know I got, I've got a chance yeah no I, and I'm I don't think that I'm uh... I don't suffer from not being funny. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> no uh, kidding, dude. You're awesome. <laughs> Some of the conversations we've had at camp, I'm just dying. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, probably the funniest dude out there. Uh, <laughs> Dashingly good looking, ladies. Yeah, listening. Absolutely. It's a good thing I'm short or, you know, I'd, I'd be a freaking, I'd be a player. It's <laughs> funny, um, dude. Yeah. Well, um, dude, I'm psyched to get, to get you out here. I'm, yeah. I'm psyched to get you out to get out to Gunny. We can do, we can do some more tailgate podcasts. We can definitely probably find some cool people around here to, to interview. Um, Absolutely. Here. And dude, the weather looks incredible. So oh, I think, yeah. I think, I think getting out and maybe even going up uh, along Slate River Road, uh, just uh, Northwest of Gunnison or uh, oh, yeah. Crest of Butte. If that area is thought out, I mean, gosh, that's, that's great. And I've got those two fly fishing rods that if you want to try to try your hand at Tinkara fly fishing, it's, it's really simple and uh it'd be a blast to go up there man yeah i i've i've um i've definitely camped up there and explored around up there i i'm i question whether it's going to be thawed out by the time you get here i mean honestly like i i don't i think it's gonna still still be pretty snowed in in july um oh really is it that much i mean it's just in in snow keeps on coming um you know especially at higher elevations and when you're talking about slate river road um, that, you know, north, northwest of, um, uh, of, of CB, that, that area is still getting snow. Oh, wow. Um, so Gosh, dude, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it'll be June this weekend and they're still getting hammered. That's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I was thinking about that too, cause I was like, oh, I wonder when Paradise Basin will be opened up. Cause that's way above there. That's like the, the switchbacks, like you can go straight over the road and it kind of stays on, on the same level as Crested Butte. And then it starts to go up to those switchbacks and goes way up to that killer lookout point. I'm like. I know that area is socked in. I know it's going to be socked in for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's been snowing. It's been snowing every day this week. Um, oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it not, not a lot where I am, but there's no doubt that like snow keeps on coming. I mean, I've been, um, 
you know, people, people have been talking about how that's a good thing, um, you know, cause it's going to preserve the snowpack and it's also going to promote a slower melt melt yeah. off, you know, so that it's not going to be, um, you know, uh, all, all at once. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been cold. Um, it's been cold and it's been, it's been fairly consistent in regular precipitation too. So, um, yeah, get, get ready. Yeah. They they, they were saying, uh, Keith Baker, the County commissioner over in Buena Vista, I'm I'm connected with him online. And he was saying the other day that Gunnison County isn't going to open the West side of Cottonwood pass and they're targeting uh, August 12th to to open it. I mean, that, It's like almost the end, end of season. I mean, by September, everybody's back in school. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and they said up there, there's like huge avalanche that covered the road in one section. And then there's a cornice overhang at the top right before on, on the Buena Vista side, right before you hit the summit. And I guess this cornice is just, just huge, like, like Titanic ship huge. And so once that breaks off that, you know, it's going to take a while for that to melt as well. And so they're, they're targeting August twelfth, but if they keep getting more snow up there, it'll it'll be pushed back even further. It may it may not even open during the during the summer. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely one of those seasons, and and that's not the only pass that um, that things are things are slowing down. Uh, yeah, for. I, I don't even to be honest with you, like I don't I don't know if they you know they they typically target to open the passes for Memorial Day weekend and yep. Trail Ridge Road through Rocky mountain national park is one of those big ones. I don't know if they opened it on, on time. Um, yeah. I don't just because either. of the continuing snow. Yeah. Um, I was, I saw, I got the, I saw this report online uh, recently to where, let's see, what was it? There was um, like the, like, like tin cut pass out of Buena Vista will be closed at least for another year because there was a huge avalanche that came through there and knocked out part of the road. There's another pass in the area, and I can't remember which one they were talking about. Is buried under a hundred foot avalanche. That I think that might be that might be Redcoat Pass. Yes, I think, yeah, I think that was what it was. And then I mean, they, they had all these different passes. They're like the road between, um, let's see, where is it? Los Animas and I want to say like Dolores or maybe Rico. One of those areas. There's a, there's a road that goes back in there, and it's actually a paved road. They're like that'll be closed all year. There's another road that was a trail that was a four by four trail and it was a mountain pass. And they said that that has so much damage on it from multiple uh, avalanches. They don't know if they'll open it again. Like, I mean, it's like the, the, the high country is just getting hammered. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I think I think that's another reason for going to Idaho. It's like, well, most of the places that I like to recreate, obviously if you're in lower elevations, you're fine, but those high, high, high areas, which I'd love to hang out in the summertime, Yep. Around here, they might not be available, so I might just go check out some new terrain. And obviously, if it's happening here, it's probably happened up in Idaho and Oregon as well for the for those really high elevations. But it'd be new terrain to me, so I wouldn't know what I, I wouldn't know if I was missing out if there's a really killer mountain pass up there because I've never been there before. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, so and and I and I want to get back into fishing a bunch too. I haven't fished since last fall, so I um, definitely want to start snagging into some more trout and. You know, the Colorado fishing is great, but a lot of those waters get overfished. And my friends up in Idaho are like, dude, there's two footers all day long. So <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, so. um, well, keep me posted if you're I, – I, I know you're waiting for the, the biolite materials, but mm-hmm. uh, 
get get your ass back in the truck and um and and get on out here definitely dude um, well I'll, I'll be there for sure uh you know first part of next week so i'm just uh you know i don't know if that's monday tuesday or wednesday but that's when I, i'm targeting to be out there so a lot of it's going to depend on on what we got to do with the film and we just got to knock out all that stuff before i had you head your way so i'll keep you posted right on man well good good chat and um we'll we'll do it live next time sounds good man i'm looking forward to uh that good weather there and getting out in the backcountry all right <laughs> all right later dude later 